This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yes, Governor Kemp. Hey, Misty, can you come in here for a minute? And will you bring some of the extra red Lego pieces? You know, the real big ones I like to use. Here you go, Governor. Oh, the wall is looking awful, um, straight. Well, thanks. I've been working on this since I got elected Governor. Now that I got all this free time on my hands, I promised myself I would build a replica brick wall and finish my Buzz Lightyear coloring book in time for the next election. We are all so proud of you. Congratulations on making that brick wall, you know, red and straight. And also coloring in the lines. Thanks. You're doing a great job. I appreciate it. Listen, I just got off the phone with Mikey P., you know, Vice President. Mm -hmm. He told me we should think about going ahead and turning the state back on. Now, Brian, I think you should think about this really carefully. You were just a little bit late to turn the state off, and you don't want to go do anything stupid. This has kind of been a hallmark of your governorship. I know. I don't want to hear anything more about it. You know, those damn herpetologists... They didn't even tell me it was contagious until two weeks ago. Hell, I thought you could only get it if you were Asian up until Wednesday. If only we had some experts here in the state that I could turn to for advice. Well, now we talked about this, Brian. The CDC is right here in Atlanta. You have their phone number. You can call them if you want to. I know that the big words make you a little bit nervous, but I'm here to support you. We can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TPC and all those fancy people. They work at the CNN building, and they're fake news. Uncle Don had told me so. CNN and CDC are two different things. We had this discussion. I made you some flashcards. Are you using the flashcards? I don't want to study during coronavirus. We're supposed to be on vacation, remember? I signed that vacation note. That was a shelter-in-place order. Again, in your flashcards. You say french fries, I say freedom fries. What's the difference? I do not think you're taking this very seriously, Governor. Fine. Whatever. I just want to turn the state back on and get back to normal. I have not had a keg party in three weeks. But Mikey P told me that I need to do it with a laser approach. Where are we going to get a laser? He said phased approach. That means broken into parts. 
Should I put that in your flashcards also? Oh, right, a phaser approach like Star Trek. Nope, 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 nope. He said phased, phased, P-H. Oh, who am I fucking kidding? Anyway, he gave me this long list of rules and a bunch of these science people are making it tough for me to think. I'm the governor. I get to do what I want. But I do need some help. I know I can't open everything at the same time. Donnie told me I couldn't do that. So I've been brainstorming about opening just a few things. Can you listen to some of my ideas? Did you seriously just use the word drainstorm? It's brainstorm. Brainstorm. Like what's supposed to be in all that empty space in your head. Exactly. Brainstorm. Good thinking, Misty. Okay, now remember back in 1980 when all those urethriopians ran out of rice and we did Hands Across America? Hands Across Georgia. We all link up hands right across the state. Could you possibly sound more racist? Okay, how about a big carnival with a kissing booth? A what? I can invite all my buddies and we can raise money for a new trampoline. Did you say a trampoline? No, you're gonna kill everybody. Uh, what about opening up Six Flags? You mean where people put their hands all over the roller coaster? That's the place. A couple thousand times an hour? What if we threw a free series of concerts in the park? I can call Greg Allman and see what he's up to. Greg has been dead for at least three years. What if we had a beer pong tournament? Why in the world? A dance-off? No. A cuddle party? No, this is not a good idea. Fine. If you're so smart with ideas, what's yours? Okay. Do you remember what your mother told you the night before you got elected? No running in the governor mansion. Still trying to teach you that one. Don't carry scissors facing up. Also a good idea that you need constant reminding. To make my bed when I get up in the afternoon? Not that either. She said, when in doubt, do what your mother would want you to do. Remember? You're right, that's it. Okay, let's think about this. What would mama want? Someone else's governor? Well, she always said to brush my teeth and comb my hair each time before I left the house. What does that have to do with anything? Hairdressers. We need hairdressers. Okay, put that on the list. That's a good one. What list are we talking about? Great, we're on a roll. What's next? Oh, I don't know. Impeachment? What about massage parlors? Sure, why not? Mama said that daddy needed his massage parlors, and daddy loved those massage parlors. As a matter of fact, he said it was the key to a long-lasting marriage. That and earplugs. He told me one time that you never get a happy ending anywhere except a massage parlor. Of course he taught you that. Put it on the list. Again, what list? Uh, What about bowling leagues? Mama was such a good bowler, she never missed a chance to leave us with the nanny and go bowling. Six nights a week, every single week. Bowling alleys. Those should be safe and those should be fun. Let's put that on the list. Is that really what you came up with? Bowling alleys should be open? Okay, remember when Mama made Daddy get a tattoo? Daddy couldn't sit down for a week. That was a vasectomy, Brian. He got a tattoo of a vasectomy? No, he did not get a tattoo. He got a vasectomy. He got a vasectomy at the tattoo shop? Oh, dear. We are fucked. I don't care what you say. I'm the governor, and I'm going to do what I want. We don't turn the state back off because of polio or the black plague. We have vaccines, Brian. I'm turning the state on, and there's nothing that can stop me. Hey, Siri. Oh, God. Yes? Turn the state of Georgia back on. I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? You buffoon. Yes. Find me one-way ticket to Morocco. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in internet epidemiology. 
Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hotley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break... <laughs> I'm holy shit surprised at how prevalent televangelists are, how big the congregations are, and how much money they make. I mean, these guys are bringing in fucking loot. They're in sales. They are in sales of the highest order. <laughs> They're selling bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds fun. Listen, uh, Christina, if you're playing conference call bingo, it's likely it's likely <laughs> your job doesn't give a shit whether you're drinking before. <laughs> so I, knock yourself out. I don't know. It sounds fun, though. I like bingo. Invite us. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. It took me about three years to understand that the IT guy could see exactly what I was seeing on my computer. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, and and <laughs> once once I found that out because he told me so, then I was I was a little bit creeped out by the whole thing because you know, I'm human just like everybody else. Right, tracking I, people. I I had to look at those pictures because it's part of my job. That's the reason. Why. <laughs> research. Research. Coronavirus is uh, the lockdown has given me a whole shitload of extra time on my hands so what i've been doing is i've been trolling the internet lately for uh deep in the dark recesses of the interwebs (laughs) for (laughs) and late night tv for all kind of fun stuff that i can think about and talk about and i really honed in on one thing in particular and i you know there's a lot of media outlets that are that are covering this but one of the things that i wanted to discuss tonight or the thing that i wanted to discuss tonight is televangelists because for as long as TV has been around, televangelists have been sucking the life out of middle America, and they continue to do so at, quite frankly, an <laughs> alarming rate. I'm holy shit surprised at how prevalent televangelists are, how big the congregations are, and how much money they make. I mean, these guys are bringing in fucking loot being yeah. on that television and talking about things I'm convinced they don't believe in themselves. If you're smart enough to get a billion dollars out of any other, out of a group of individuals out there by just talking horse shit for 45 to 60 minutes on television, I don't think you're a dumb person. And so I kind of believe that televangelists don't believe that the you know they don't drink the same water that their uh, constituents do. They're in sales. They are in sales of the highest order. <laughs> They're selling bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I want to preface all this by saying a few things about religion, because anytime you talk about religion or politics, it's obviously it makes for bad dinner conversation. But I'm not trying to to knock religion in this particular episode. I believe that religion in in the name of religion, a lot of fantastic things have been done. As a matter of fact, I think that if you look at history, probably a majority of charitable organizations and good works have been done in the name of religion. I think there are great purpose-filled reasons to belong to a religion. I think it makes certain people happier. That's my personal opinion. I don't believe in God per se. You and I have had this conversation like 
you know, a million times uh, yes. at three in the morning on a million different nights. <laughs> I don't believe in God. I don't think there's a magic man in the sky passing judgment on, you know, which cuss words I use or throwing lightning bolts at me because, you know, <laughs> I did this or I did that. <laughs> I don't believe you can pray the gay away. I, I don't believe in God with with quotes, but I believe in a universal energy that kind of keeps this whole thing moving. And I believe we're a part of that energy. We're not apart from that energy. I don't think that we need an operator to reach God. I don't think there's like a necessarily a broker involved in the transaction. Right. <laughs> but that's what religion is. Religion is like a broker, right? It's you. Religion is based upon the premise that there are certain people, holy people, that rabbis, priests, preachers, pastors, whatever you want to call them, that are kind of in the middle of the situation. And you, in order to get to to the top that you got to call this particular guy or girl and they're going to put you in touch with God Go through them. Yes. Yeah. And these televangelists, they make it seem so easy. It's, it's effortless <laughs> for them to just, you know, reach God on any given day. They're always sitting with God and being with God. <laughs> and I'm walking with Jesus Christ and the Lord, our savior. And which we all can do. And which own we way. all can do. Yes. yes. Uh, listen, I don't know about you, but I've spent a lot of time with Jesus lately and things are going great for, for, for <laughs> me. Where I, th where I think that people get in trouble or I think that religion becomes problematic is the dogma of religion and the joining of cults of personality. That's where I think religion gets in trouble. It's hard to tell the difference between religion and cults, really, but you know, there are lots of cults of personalities and these televangelists seem to be cults of personality. People yes. are believing anything someone says because they believe, they want to believe so desperately that they too can do the magic things that these preachers claim that they're doing, uh, that they become attached to the personality that's on the television or the personality in the book or the personality or whatever. And I pick on televangelists because quite frankly, they're on TV, so they're pretty easy to, to get a hold of. <laughs> right. But this happens on a, on a weekly basis on, on every Sunday. Again, I don't think all religion is bad. I think there are a lot of people who are considering themselves religious who are fantastic human beings and they don't, they're not following some shitbag lunatic around, you know, buying colloidal silver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you too can buy colloidal silver for $9.99 plus $9.99 shipping and handling. Cures coronavirus. It cures the herpes. It even cures gay. Are you gay? Colloidal silver. <laughs> Make your dick shrivel up. You won't want men no more. <laughs> I think we get in trouble right. when we blindly believe in the dogma of anything. Because, you know, we as human beings, we just I think we so desperately want like the inside track. We want to believe that someone or something or if I'm going to church for some reason, I have the inside track. I'm going to end up in this, you know, magical place where everything is wonderful. It's Disney World 24 hours a day. And if I don't do those things, then I'm going to end up, you know, frying in a pan in some <laughs> heaven down underground or whatever the stories are. I don't subscribe to that particularly particular line of thinking, sure. right? But it's super dangerous when we have these like, you know, tornadoes, hurricanes, any kind of event that's that we want answers to. The televangelists always step in. It's, it's mm -hmm. always the, like, the super religious that step in, and they have the answers to everything because, of course, they're talking to God. So, my <laughs> dear friend Chrissy, I have pulled you a plethora 
of clips from some of my favorite ten televangelists, and I just want to walk through them. Sweet. <laughs> I thought this is what you wanted to be doing on a Monday night, is walking through 26 clips of, of my favorite televangelists. I'm, I'm going to play them through you. We'll go through and we'll, we'll comment on them. The first guy is, I think, probably right now may be the most famous televangelist out there simply because he's saying a lot of lunatic things about listen this is not all about coronavirus either there's this is these people are shit crazy on any day of the week not necessarily during this this crisis but uh kenny copeland i call him kenny because we're buddies him and i are good friends (laughs) kenny kenny copeland his whole fucking family have been you know milk and mill america for years and years and years grandma's sitting on their on their beds just you know waiting to give him five dollars so he can pray for them Kenny Copeland is like the ultimate shitbag in my in my opinion, and I'm gonna walk you through why I think why. Let's listen to the first clip where Kenny tells you a little bit about how he sees uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We'll exercise judgment right now because we in have... the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. Standing in the office of the prophet of God on the 33rd floor of the Trump Tower, casual Friday, here's how I imagine things go. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. Office of God, how can I help you? Yes, I'm wondering if God would be available for a Zoom meeting at 3 p.m. next Friday. We want to talk about Mary Teresa's upcoming 55th birthday party. We'd like to get some petty cash so that we can buy a birthday cake. Oh, I'm really sorry. God's just all full up then. You know, he's dealing with this coronavirus thing just like the rest of us. (laughs) Kenny, Kenny Copeland has God sitting in an office somewhere. And I just wonder what kind of office Kenny Copeland imagines... God is There's gold sitting. somewhere. <laughs> you think God joins the office pool? Do you, Absolutely. Do you think God is allowed to go to if 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 God is in a state with a lockdown, is God allowed to go to his office? There's the question. Yes. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> because all these religious men seem to have a reason why nothing applies to them. Sure. Let's let's listen in on Kenny and one of his other shepherds of the Lord. Having a little chit-chat. I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. I demand a vaccination to come immediately. Yes. Well, there you go. Let it be done. Kenny Copeland he seems angry. So. He's angry. <laughs> Listen to the guy. There's, there's always some asshole in the back speaking in tongues, too. Like, that is an extra layer of bullshit that adds... Con- Shyamalama-ding-dong. Shyamalama-ding-dong. Yes. Shyamalama-ring-a-ling-a-ding-dong. Kenny, go, Kenny, go. When you watch these clips, these two are looking at each other and they have the shit smirk of someone who knows that they are getting one over on the rest of the fucking room. Right. One of them is singing in Shamalama Ding Dong and the other one is saying, Ah, we break wing ding, bing bong. Be gone with you, coronavirus. Be gone, coronavirus. The, the spirit of the Lord is hot with Kenny tonight. Let's continue. We break, we. 
and you know, now that Kenny's on the case of coronavirus, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> From the people that brought you Magnum Pope P.I., Kenneth Copeland, D.R.M.D., I'm on the case. Coronavirus will be solved any moment now. <laughs> do, you, do you think if he talks louder, then it's going to help even more? He's talking louder because there are <laughs> some Asian people in the audience. And, you know, it always works if you just talk louder at people that don't understand your language. Kenny's right. trying to get across to the whole, whole world. Yes, yes. Shouting, yelling. <laughs> I call you done. I call you done gone. I call you gone. I call you long dong. I think he just said long dong. Hold on. <laughs> I call you done. I call you done. <laughs> Very sexy girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Kenny. He he's he. Uh, listen, he's he's now calling coronavirus a name. He's getting all heated. Voice is getting loud. I don't know if anybody's heard, but coronavirus isn't even something that's living. But, you know, let's give Kenny a break here. He's trying to cure the world of coronavirus. He's now named the coronavirus Long Dong. Long, long Dong Coronavirus. <laughs> I know. Like, I know whenever I've gotten sick for any reason, if I just yell at it and say, be gone. Be gone. Be gone. It works me. every time. <laughs> Cocaine hangover. Be gone from me. <laughs> Right. I wish. <laughs> if I get in withdrawal, big old. <laughs> yeah. Take me to CVS and cure me. <laughs> but Kenny's just getting into it. And we all know that any good preacher has his ride or die, right? He's got to have someone behind. And especially right now, since there's nobody in the audience, I've noticed that Kenny's just kind of out there doing his thing on the pulpit. There's a few people in the audience, which I assume are his children, but I don't know because I don't pay that much attention to, to, uh, to Kenny. But he's always, there, every preacher has that one or guy or girl standing behind him that's cheering him on. Yeah. Let's see how Kenny's guy is doing. You will destroy through COVID-19. No more. No more. No more. It. No more. Is finished. Finished. It is over. And the United States of America is healed and well again. Saith the mighty. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, peace, who is also the prince of war. Oh. The Lord Jesus. I didn't say something about Kenny's ride or die. I don't think he's winning any awards here. You be gone, coronavirus. Be gone, coronavirus. Be, be gone. I command you to go away. Yeah, go away. See you later. Go on, oh, Kenny. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I made that tornado go away. <laughs> Praise Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, Kenny. I'm just not in a good mood today. Yeah. <laughs> they, Kenny. they canceled my Netflix account. <laughs> I can't really get into it today, Kenny. Where is Kenny based out of? 
Texas, where all the other shithead preachers are based uh, okay. out of. <laughs> In case you're, you're wondering, Kenny is a preacher who likes everything 10x. He's a prosperity preacher. What a prosperity preacher means for any of those who might not be so informed as I am, internet sleuth and detective Brian Green, <laughs> 13 years of internet epidemiology behind me, is that the prosperity preachers preach that you will be prosperous if you give to the Lord. The more you give to the Lord, the more prosperous you will be. It's, that's how it works. Even though these dickshits have never given a dime to anything because they're a charity organization in and of themselves, they're allowed to take as much money as they want. But you giving money will make you more prosperous. You got to pay to play. You, got, you do have to pay to play. We know, <laughs> I mean, it's true in college sports and in getting to heaven. I mean, if you want to get to heaven, you got to pay the tax. It's, yeah. I hear this place is pretty cool. Yeah, what cool. you pay for. <laughs> I hear this place is pretty cool. It's probably not cheap. <laughs> the VIP room in heaven is really expensive. So Kenny's a prosperity preacher. He also happens to be a private pilot. I don't know how he's a private pilot. The guy is very old. And I think at some point they take your license away from you. Like I did a little bit of flying and I remember somewhere in the handbook, like after 60, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe you can private pilot as long as you want, but he's getting a little old to be a private pilot, but he just bought a Lear jet from Tyler Perry. So Tyler Perry who is, you know, he's an Atlanta native here. He's done a lot of good for, yes. for Atlanta. I'm yeah, absolutely. A, I'm not the target audience for any of his work, uh, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good guy. He seems to be doing great things. But I got I to gotta put a check mark in the con box for Tyler Perry. Why are you selling your jet to this fucking asshole? So he sells his jet to this guy, and then everybody finds out about it, right? It becomes public record. It, somebody, some internet sleuth figured out that Kenny Copeland has just bought this beautiful... $32 million brand new jet that can fly around the world on a tank of gas, right? It's like the fastest, best jet in the world. One, institu- one media institution that stands above all other media institutions <laughs> in credibility <laughs> and truth got to the bottom of this, Inside Edition. Oh. And, <laughs> and the lady from Inside Edition, I have to give her a little credit here. While I have never thought of Inside Edition as something I would watch, right? The lady from Inside Edition gets in, this, gets in this guy's grill. She finds out about this plane exchange, and she decides that she's going to go hunt <laughs> Kenny down and figure out exactly what he was thinking when he bought this jet. That's I awesome. thought we'd go over a few of these clips because this is classic Kenny Copeland right here. How are you, sir? We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like getting into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think well, that? No, no, listen to me just a second. Of course. Not the people. The main reason is because of the need. If, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. <laughs> Kenny has a number. He has 65. a 65% number. 65%. Like if he thought this mathematically through, what is a... what? What is stopping you from just flying commercial? 65% of you, there are hundreds of thousands of business people around the world that are plenty productive, and they just get on a fucking Southwest plane and fly from one end to the other. I can't believe Kenny actually put a number to this. is how you know this guy is full of shit. He, is, <laughs> he, he had a number in his head. He was ready for that question, and he had the answer. I'd, 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 
trade about it, and I wouldn't be able to do 65% of what I do. Well, God told him. That's God right. I, I could do 65% more if Wells Fargo would stop knocking me with overdraft fees. Everything would be just fine. But the reality is, uh, it's not my reality. Maybe you should have taken that $32 million and given it to given it to whatever, God's children, wherever they happen to be. $32 million. $32 million, Holdly. That's fucking wow. insane for an airplane. You know, yeah. you can get a really nice private airplane. First of all, $32 million airplane is like the best kind of airplane that you can buy, right? Yes. If you're just a preacher with you and a couple of your children flying around the world, right? Even if you got to make an extra stop for gas, you can get a good one of those airplanes for like $10 million. <laughs> This guy spent $32 fucking million on a Learjet. That's insanity to me that the people who give money to him haven't like come to the church and burned it down yet. Like, w would you be pissed if you gave a hundred dollars to this jackass and he went off and bought a $32 million. You thought he was doing like the God's work and feeding children and clothing naked people and all this other bullshit. And then he goes and he buys a $32 million plane so he can fly in the lap of luxury. Yes. Does oh it come with God. strippers? Yeah. It, right, cocaine? No. <laughs> that's, that's the 65%. You Gold. don't get on the commercial <laughs> flight. <laughs> No, because that's where the demons are. <laughs> the demons. There are demons over there. <laughs> I don't have this clip, but the actual answer to this, not on this particular show, but the actual answer was that, to this was he said that he can't fly commercial because the commercial jets go higher than the private jets do, and it puts him closer to the demon, <laughs> demons <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> what horse shit. But, you know takes a lot of money to do what Kenny does. Can do what Kenny does. <laughs> Let's figure out what Kenny does. Well, let me let me just ask you a really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Flying around, fucking people out of their hard-earned money, it does take, it's, it's just a very expensive adventure. And as we all know, Jesus himself <laughs> said the same thing in Isaiah 3.75, page 35, where he said, Jesus cameth to the Last Supper and put out his platinum Amex to pay for the 3,500th dollar <laughs> wine he was having. The new Jeezy Chalice line shall be out tomorrow, and Jesus <laughs> shall pay for it. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus rode into town on a pimped-out mule with gold horseshoes. <laughs> That's the kind of guy Jesus was. Kenny what a fucking knew. asshole. Kenny knew. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's not right. Let's find out how many people Kenny saved in his lifetime. Oh. We have brought over 100, let's see, this, the latest figures just came out. Uh, 122 million people to the Lord Jesus Christ. The new the quarterly numbers figures. are out, and we brought up $122 million. Great, Bob. Right, the I brought out a couple figures. Excel spreadsheets. The latest figures are out. Where did those latest figures come from? Nowhere. I could make that shit up. <laughs> Latest figures are out, and 122 million people missed my last podcast. <laughs> I don't know if you see this arrow. It's going straight up the line graph chart. <laughs> I want you to break out that Excel figures. spreadsheet, Kenny. Wow. 
It's the same accounting principles that are going with the 65%. And... That went on at Clear Channel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's find out where Kenny's going in this private jet. Let me give you another example. Last May, I was scheduled for Lagos, Nigeria. That's a long ways. I had a week off, and I was scheduled for Peru. And I prayed about it, and I thought, I'm not missing that dedication in Jerusalem. First of all, these guys always pray about it, right? Mm-hmm. The, whenever they get in trouble or whenever they do something extra shady, they prayed about it. I prayed about it, and mm-hmm. Jesus told me that after I got done with Lagos land in Nigeria, I should fly to Kapakapaspan. <laughs> You're right. I went to Lagos land, Nigeria. <laughs> it, did say, it, said, it did sound like Lego land. I'm going to check, <laughs> but I bet there's a Ritz Carlton in Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I don't see Kenny sitting out in a shack with a mosquito net. <laughs> Praying to the less fortunate than With him. With his $32 million plane sitting outside the shack? <laughs> no. Let's find out why he bought the $32 million plane. Without the airplane that we have that I bought from Tyler Perry, and I didn't pay anywhere. And Tyler's one of the greatest guys. He made, it, he made that airplane so cheap for me, I couldn't help but buy it. <laughs> he just sounds like he's getting away with murder, doesn't he? <laughs> the deal he, just he couldn't turn down. <laughs> Tyler's just such a nice guy. He he made it so attractive. I just couldn't help but buy the plane from him. I prayed about it. That's the biggest. That is the most asshatty thing I have ever heard one of these televangelists say. By the way, he made the private plane so cheap I had to buy it. I n- none of his target audience. If are he ever thinks listen. thirty-two million is cheap, man, man, what? right? Then the, the scope of things. <laughs> wow, thirty-two million dollars—that's a lot of scratch, Kenny. That's a lot yeah. of scratch. But you know, when you're raking in a couple hundred million dollars a year from unsuspecting victims of your fucking Ponzi, their godlike Ponzi scheme, yeah. I guess you can just go and buy that. There's no he th- these churches. They answer to no one. They have no responsibility. They pay no taxes. They put a 5013CE on it, which is a, t- a tax exempt status, and that's it. They just go to town. Anything they raise essentially is profit. And they, the, whoever's the, the guy who starts the church can take whatever he wants from the church. It's just as long, I guess, as long as the, the parishioners understand that that's what he's taking. But so when, scary. I know. With 121 million people just watching him on TV, who's there to answer to? Someone mm-hmm. through the TV that gave him $5? Like, is anyone really going to make a stink? And I guess not. There must be people that believe that, he, that they are being healed by Kenny Copeland because he continues to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars a year. I'm telling you, I'm in the wrong fucking business. Well, he's got 122 million people that he saved. And brought to Jesus. So. Just think about that. If they so give, if, times $5. Yeah, yeah, times $10. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. The numbers are insane. Yeah. Holy. We are in the wrong fucking business. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I want to give you a little example of how Kenny talks to his parishioners and why I, I mean, to me, this sounds like total horse shit, but there are people out there that are going to give him this $5 based on conversations like this. Now this afternoon, this very day, just just a little while before, well, in fact, I was 
I, I've spent all day with Jesus, just, just in my study all day, as I've done now day after day after day. But listen carefully. Listen carefully. When anybody tells you to listen carefully, they're about to give you a line of bullshit. Listen carefully. This is funny. This is funny. Here's a funny story. <laughs> I've been up all night with Jesus. You in know, a it's study. Got, in, in, in a study. Specifically the study. <laughs> I got a little problem with the pipe, if you know what I mean. Started off so simple. Jesus came over for a drink out of the chalice. <laughs> We watched the Lakers game. We converted a few Jews. And all of a sudden, we were calling the Coke dealer. Discussing that new book I've been meaning to write. Turned into day after day after day. You know, shit gets weird after day after day after day. Tyler came over. <laughs> Tyler came over with the new jet. Dropped it off. We smoked a blunt. Listened to the new Jeezy album. This man, I've known him since... Mid-1980s, prophet of God, had a glorious experience with God over this thing. I mean, I mean it, was, it was more than just, a, just an experience. I mean, it was a glorious thing. It penetrated his being, penetrated the being of his wife in the room with him. <laughs> 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 that party got out of hand. You know, after study. five days of being with Jesus, day after day, bunch of blow, bunch of wine from the chalice, all of a sudden someone's <laughs> penetrating your wife in the room with you. I mean, it's, this has got to be a joke. It's like a Saturday Night Live sketch. Sketch. Who the fuck is penetrating who? Who's penetrating I, who and their wife in the room? <laughs> right. Who makes, I mean, when this is coming out of his mouth, does he have any thought that this just might sound fucking weird? He describes everything as glorious brother John and glorious penetration and glorious Jesus night after night after night. None of this sounds glorious. Sounds like you got, sounds like you're a paranoid delusional spends room, spends hours and days at a time in a room talking to a magic man. And now you think you got penetrated. You and your wife in the same room together. Maybe he's like, hey, honey, you want to do a little snickerdoodle later on tonight? And she's like, oh, no, I'm being penetrated currently by the Lord. Thanks anyway, Kenny. <laughs> the Keep that creepy turtle in its shell. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the Lord gets me more wet than a towel on a beach in the middle of the afternoon, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, can Kenny can create miracles. Like all good preachers, they create miracles. They can pray the coronavirus away. They can blow it away. They yell can protect. At it. They can yell at it. They can. They can keep you in their little bubble of church where no coronavirus can get in. These are all the things that that these televangelists claim that they can do. There's no way to check on these stories, by the way. They just tell them up on the pulpit, and people believe them blindly because, you know, he's the prophet of God. Let's listen to Kenny talk about how he has command over the weather. <laughs> and so. I just set up holding out here and I'm looking at, I'm looking at that, that storm. Gloria's brother Stanley was in the right seat of the airplane. And uh, <laughs> now our place was over here. That storm was right over there. 
And all of a sudden, a tornado just jumped out of that, and here it came. I hollered at the top of my voice, in the name of Jesus, you get back up there where you belong. Boy, up it went. (laughs) Away it goes. I yelled at that stuff. You get back where you belong. (laughs) Unbelievable. It just went away. Glorious Brother Bob was cooking up some mushroom tea in the right-hand seat. I took a hit off the meth pipe and... (laughs) That storm miraculously went away. That's also the sound that it makes of his money, the people's money, (laughs) leaving their pockets. (laughs) That's the sound of 10,000 old ladies' purses opening up and (laughs) checks leaving them. You give me that money. <laughs> so this is the new sound that Kenny's, Kenny, Kenny makes any time he creates a miracle. <laughs> the latest figures are out. <laughs> the latest figures are out. Hi, I'm from Jesus Quarterly, and I'd like to go over with you the new numbers. We're up 32% souls saved. I want you to know we're at 122 million. Well, hallelujah. I prayed about it with Jesus. I was up all night on the 33rd floor of the Trump Tower with the prophet of God. (laughs) Penetrating my wife. (laughs) But even though Kenny's old, make no mistake about it, there is an heir apparent, just like Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un and Shin Jong-jing, which is going to be the new lady after (laughs) Kim Jong-il's confirmed dead. Right, his sister. Yeah, is he dead or is he not dead? Side note here. Uh, Side note, I have no fucking clue. No one's going to know. He's not going to tell anybody. It's the hermit kingdom for a reason. Like, no one's going to. There's evidence that he's dead and there's not evidence he's dead. He's probably just fucking with everyone. He's with Dennis Rodman somewhere smoking (laughs) that. I think that's what's going on. He's on on a bender. (laughs) But make no mistake about it. There is an heir apparent. There is a succession order at the Copeland uh, ranch over there. Because his children are now learning the same tricks that Kenny understands. Now, one evening, John and Kelly were small. We're headed to church from our little house over in south part of Fort Worth. We drove out the driveway that night, headed to church where I was speaking that night at our home church of Grace Temple here in Fort Worth. And when we, that we, we could see this storm cloud over there and there were a couple of tornadoes and I, I started to speak. I said, Kelly, you kids talk to that thing. Man, I'm telling you, they hollered in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus because we taught them how to do it. We taught them how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like quite the backyard barbecue. <laughs> this is a family trick. Everybody learns it at the age 12. Hey, Daddy, can you teach me that trick? Certainly, son. I command my dick to grow 12 inches. I command Wells Fargo to pay my mortgage for the next 12 months. I command you fucking children go to sleep at a decent hour. My Lord. Lord. I mean, (laughs) good old Kenny. He just, you know, I I don't know if he knows when to stop. I think things are good for him right now. And you know what? Here's the here's the clear evidence that more people are watching these kind of programs than ever before. It might have to do with the reach of television and the internet or not, but these guys are richer and richer and there's more and more people listening to them. 
you know, back in the 1980s, the, this kind of the television, I don't know if televangelism has been around forever. I actually don't know how long it's been around for, but some of the more famous ones came in the 80s and 90s. If you remember, there was a guy named Jim Baker and his wife, Ooh, Tammy Faye. Remember? Remember Tammy Faye with all that fucking makeup? And she, yes. you know, she was like completely They had ridiculed. air-conditioned dog houses. And they had air-conditioned dog houses? They did. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's like the... Yeah. That's like... That's way opulent to have an air... I have an air-conditioned dog house. It's called my house. <laughs> that's, it's, that's my air-conditioned dog house. It's called my house. He's not getting a separate HVAC system for the fucking dog. <laughs> it's a dog. You know, in Costa Rica, dogs, they, they don't even... They don't even have owners. They just, just run around <laughs> asking for food, eating lizards. Yeah, yeah. Kenny, Jim Baker is back. He went to prison for a long time because he had this scam going on where he was selling timeshares. But he was like, if there was like, if you, there were ten available shares of a condo, he was selling 160 of them per condo. So no, he got exactly. in just a little bit of trouble. Yeah, he was selling. That's you know, what he got in trouble. That's for? what he got in trouble for. <laughs> not, he, not, not he had this, the, <laughs> Jim and Tammy Faye Disney World is basically what they were building. They were building an amusement park in a resort and they had this whole timeshare thing going on, but he started selling multiple shares of the same timeshare and that just wasn't going to fly with whichever the FTC or whoever was on him, but he's back and he's been back for about three or four years. He's got his wow. own program. Wow. I think they show it on like some of the, some of the actual, like, you know, you know, in the, in the middle of the afternoon, how comes some of these TV stations, they kind of turn into this like paid for bullshit. Yeah. It's like the 700 club and those types of things. It looks as if it's real TV, though. And now yeah. Jim Baker's got the show, and what he's doing is he's hawking a bunch of bullshit, like uh, like a bucket of meat. That's, that's what Jim <laughs> is selling. He sells buckets of meat, buckets of soup. He sells buckets of corn chowder. But it's, you know, okay, he's a bucket is of meat. Is it a metal bucket or a plastic bucket? It's like a plastic the one you bucket. take to the beach. <laughs> I swear. To God, it's a plastic bucket, <laughs> like the kind you would take to the beach to make a sandcastle. <laughs> but it's very large, and and you can get it also in like an oil can, like an oil drum, right? You can get it that large, and it's chicken fucking chowder that they're selling. All you got to do is add water, lasts for twenty years as long as you store it in a cool place. This is he is preaching that the end of the world is coming, and he's selling all of these products associated with the end of the world. One of the things that good old uh, Jim is selling is colloidal fucking silver do you know what colloidal silver is no I do not. colloidal silver is silver suspended in water and people drink it they think that it has some effect on their immune system and to be fair to those who are drinking colloidal silver maybe it does i mean i guess there's some evidence out there that it has some small effect on your immune system but here jimmy's talking about good old coronavirus in colloidal silver this influenza that is now circling the globe you're saying that silver solution would be effective. Well, let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of the coronavirus, but it's been tested on other strains yeah. of the coronavirus and has been uh, able to eliminate it within 12 hours. Yeah. Totally yeah. eliminate it, kills it, and deactivates it. Yeah. And then it boosts your immune system, so then you can support the recovery because when you kill the virus, then the immune system comes into action to clear it out. So you want a vibrant immune system as yeah. well as an ability to deactivate these viruses. That's so good. That's so good. That's the best line of bullshit we've had on this television show in a while. 
I'll take 12 bottles. <laughs> We're going to sell so much silver. The U.S. Mint's going to be calling us. That's so good. He's like fucking drunk on the end of the table. He's just like, that's so good. That's his ride or die. That's the ride or die Kenny Copeland needs. I command you. Oh, my God. He commands everybody. He commands you. That's so good. Penetrating me right now. It's so good. Jesus Christ. But lest we think that Kenny Copeland is the only one out there that is uh, believing, is making people believe that, that he can do something special. There's lots of these preachers out there. And now that the coronavirus is upon us, there are a couple in particular who have been named. They refuse to close their church. They refuse to close, uh, to stop services no matter what. And I understand why. <clears throat> it doesn't take a long time to think about this. If there are people that if you are not in the seat, then you cannot give the cash. Mm -hmm. So these preachers, they keep on telling people, uh, trying to convince people through the word of the Lord that come to church, everything's okay, you're safe here, because of course, coronavirus can't penetrate the walls of the church. I just have a question before I play this next clip. If you believe in God, wouldn't you believe that science is also made up? by God, right? Isn't science a part of God? Sure. Like, isn't everything yes. under the sun God? So science is a way that God gave us to understand how things operate. And there is absolutely no indication that the walls of a church stop a virus <laughs> from going anywhere. <laughs> uh, probably unless there's the opposite. silver in it. Oh, oh, unless you have a colloidal <laughs> silver, of course, or a meat bucket, or you're talking to God on the 33rd floor. Yes. Let's listen to this shithead preacher, and I'm sorry I don't have his name right in front of me, but it really doesn't fucking matter anyway. Let's listen to how he's talking to his flock about coronavirus. Listen, this has to be the safest place. I said this has to be the safest place. If you cannot be safe in church, you're in serious trouble. Serious trouble. We are not stopping anything. I, I got news for you. This church will never close. The only time the church is closed is when the rapture is taking place. <laughs> because, because that's when I have to stop paying for gasoline for the private airplane that I just bought. This church will not close. I say this church will not close. There's like a thousand people back there. They're all cheering him on. Let's all get together. Let's sing. Let's hold hands. Let's pray. And let's spit down each other's throats because yeah. you can't get fucking coronavirus inside of a church. It's just. Yeah. It's, it's like the, unbelievable. It's the, magi <laughs> it's the magical world of Harry Potter. Like as if someone had put a spell over the church. It's science just doesn't work that way. But this guy is not. This guy is not the only one who's saying the same thing. Listen to the, I want to play one more clip from this particular preacher whose name I don't know because it doesn't matter because he's an asshole. He calls uh, children who are not in Bible study pansies. This Bible school is open because we're raising up revivalists, not pansies. <laughs> I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm speechless. I have a thought about Jesus Christ. I've had for a long time. I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I wasn't, we weren't a particularly like super religious family, but we went to church and I went to church a sure. lot in my school. My thought about Jesus is if he lived and there's a possibility that he did, he was a super fucking cool dude, right? Yeah, He's a super cool fucking cool dude who yes. was kind of like super enlightened, 
He was bringing a message. Accepting of everyone, you know, very. Rocking it out. Exactly. Yes. Giving, loving, Mm -hmm. accepting. Kind. Kind. Turn another cheek. uh, Do unto others. That whole thing. A lot of religions are based on the same philosophy. They say it different ways, right? From Judaism to, you know, to Islam. They say it all in different ways, but it boils down to the same thing. And that's do unto others. Yes. So when these people. And I'm being super judgmental about these guys because I, quite frankly, I, I'm just trying to, because I think I have a right to. I'm trying to point scam. out. Yeah, these are scams, right? They're straight up scams. Mm-hmm. And these people are not doing anybody any good. But when you start using the word pansy, there's like, in, and you're saying that about children, there's like an inference there that I just don't care for that really gets under my skin. And I'm quite frankly, I'm speechless that anyone that's using Jesus Christ and, and our, children's aren't, our children aren't pansies in the same sentence has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Yes. But, you know, this particular uh, preacher or a different preacher, I'm not sure because it's just a clip that I pulled and I don't even fucking know. <laughs> but I suspect, I, I was wondering like a couple weeks ago, I was wondering why do all the televangelists, why are they all so, or why are all the like, born again Christian people and all these, you know, evangelists, why are they so hardcore right wing? Besides the obvious, like, you know, right to life and stuff like that. Why are they so hardcore right wing when it seems like they would be a little bit more liberal and a little bit more accepting if they were really into the word of Christ, Mm -hmm. right? That's a good point. But these preachers have a way of talking and I want you to listen to this, all right? They always find a way to link televangelism, with patriotism evangelism and patriotism have been linked inextricably together and i think i'm on to something here listen to this listen to the words that i speak to you at this moment says the living god why do you fear united states for i have spoke to you before and i speak to you again i have extended and opened a window of mercy to this nation at this time. Therefore, the virus that they speak of, the prognostication, the diagnosis, the fear, my mercy is the quarantine that shall be greater than what they have spoken to you, United States. And because of the administration that stands in this land, who honor me, who honor the covenants of your forefathers and of the Constitution. And because they have aligned themselves with Israel and because they have sided on the right side of life, life in the womb. He says life in the womb. That kind of got cut off there. But, you know, this is like he's wrapping all of the Republican talking points into one Lord-filled sermon. And mm-hmm. this is why I think so many people who are evangelized are so hardcore right wing is that they just like the preachers are using patriotism as a way to stoke fear and hatred and, you know, just us against them and all this other bullshit and heaven and hell. And you're you believe in the Lord and I don't. And I just don't like it. Like, it just makes me a little creeped out. Like I'm not yes. a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. But I don't like this because I would like to think that if there was a Jesus Christ around, right, that he'd be pretty fucking liberal. 
I mean, that's just my opinion. He's been the yes. original liberal. He's like the original Democrat. Absolutely. The guy is like <laughs> totally accepting of everybody and everything. He's like a yeah. dirty fucking hippie. <laughs> yeah. He's walking around in sandals and robes and long hair. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. It's it's appalling before we go i just you know we have some listeners out there and i've got a couple questions from some of those listeners i'd like oh. to go ahead and answer them okay if you don't mind we'll yeah, answer them together how it. about that yes let's do it bob it. f has asked me brian does the n95 mask make me look fat my answer is <laughs> no bob your ass makes you look fat but <laughs> go ahead and rock that m95 mask <laughs> yes <laughs> Phil S. says, is it okay not to be wearing pants when providing telehealth? I'm no doctor, but I play one on the internet, and I would say it's perfectly acceptable to be naked from the waist down on any of your Zoom calls, Phil. Go ahead and rock yourself out. Be careful, though. The glorious spirit of the Lord is penetrating all over. (laughs) Only if you're in your study. Be careful when you're in your study. There's a lot of penetrating going on in the glorious (laughs) universe of televangelism. Christina R says, "Can I turn a conference? Co- can I turn conference call bingo into a drinking game before lunch?" Sure. I, I don't think there's any rules right now. If you, I mean, listen. Can I turn conference call bingo into a drinking game? Conference call bingo? What is conference call bingo? By the way, I might be missing something here. I don't know. It sounds fun though. Yeah, it sounds like fun. Bingo. Listen, uh, Christina, if you're playing conference call bingo, it's <laughs> likely. It's likely your job doesn't give a shit whether you're drinking before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, knock yourself out. Here's one from Allison Risk Hair, who we know. Allison Risk Hair. I get to get yeah. used to saying all three of those names in a row. Yes. I'm wondering how much of virtual life will be adopted permanently after we come out of this. Um, you know, we'll have to answer the serious questions on a different show. <laughs> <laughs> I think a good chunk of what we're doing right now is going to be carried on into the future because if it's not coronavirus, it's going to be the next thing. Now, like a couple years ago when we heard about Zika or bird flu or Ebola, it came close, but it never really got, you know, all that close. We didn't get that nervous about it. And um, I don't think it was ever real for us. But now that we've been through coronavirus, it's very real for us. So I think any time that we hear of some strange disease in some far off land that's killing people, I think we're all going to go hide somewhere with our N95 mask. And, I, and quite frankly, I think it's, we're a long way from vaccine. So I think that, uh, you know, we're going to be doing this for a while anyway. I think for so us, too. Yeah. I, do you not agree with me? Like this mm-hmm. is just. Yeah. It's going to be like a, for us at least, for this generation that's living through it, it's going to be like a Pavlovian response for us. Mm-hmm. When we hear some shitbird flu is coming out of some strange, strange you know, country, uh, batten down the hatches, buy lots of toilet paper and ammunition. Right. Forrest M says, is it okay to wake up with my two and a half year old daughter bringing me a beer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Let me answer it by this. I know Forrest. He lives in Australia. And so, Forrest, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. That 5 o'clock is probably here. And if you can teach your two-and-a-half-year-old daughter to bring you... I can't even teach my two-and-a-half-year-old son how to, you know, (laughs) keep his tongue out of the electrical socket. So, if you can keep your two-and-a-half-year-old daughter bringing you a beer, then congratulations to you. (laughs) Holdy, I love you. We're all going to get through this. We'll talk to you next time. Yes. the commercial break. Peace out. Email us at thecommercialb at gmail.com.
Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify, iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Holtley.